Welcome to Love and Madness. Yep. I'm love. She's insane. <laughs> it clearly. If you've listened to this before, you know that's absolutely true. Yep. <laughs> All she does is talk. I wish she could let me get a word in edgewise. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we did a few things this week, didn't we? Mm. Like mostly house stuff. Yeah. Good good news at the house, basically. Generally like spring cleaning time and uh, cleaning out the back guest room where we had guests and uh, it's already looking a lot better. Yeah, it was it was it was really messy and they left bags of stuff. In oh there yeah, and they forgot they left stuff. They don't they didn't care about the possessions or anything. Oh, that was weird. Strange. I, it was strange to me that like constantly collecting because I, I contacted them. I'm like, when are you going to get the rest of your stuff? And they're like, oh, I thought we got everything. And I'm like, huh? Yeah, really? They, they forgot they didn't have all their stuff. I mean, it's like, what is that? Val- what's the value of buying all that stuff and spending? I don't probably. Know. You know, I mean, the stuff we gathered today wasn't like a thousand dollars or anything. Uh uh-uh. But they were constantly bringing new new stuff home and storing it. They had no room for anything, mm-hmm. and now they didn't even care about it. You know, it, it it's not. I don't want to get too personal with them, but there's a certain thing where people want to just fill a void with stuff. And uh, we were talking about the 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 situation of them being here and how it was uh, moderately disruptive. Yeah, you know, well, it was stressful. It was yeah, it was stressful. But other times it was very stressful because they're very different types of energy people. Yeah. Um, and we we uh, we tend not to confront stuff. And when I do, I confront it to, to like burn a bridge. And when you confront it, you want to sit down and have a, like a, a diplomatic meeting. And this wasn't the, the, the group of people that does either one of those. Well. I mean, burning a bridge is easy, but, but it's never going to be good, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have a different style than they do. Yeah, I, I, it ended up with me feeling a lot of the times like I was their mom. Right, and they were treating us like they were not, teenagers getting away with stuff, and I wasn't I got a good enough dad. Kids, so. I'm not. What'd you say? I got enough kids. You have enough kids, mm-hmm. and I have my son. I raised well and no drama, you know. But uh, I was the I was like the stepdad, and you were the mom. The way they treated us, because like they didn't respect me in any way. When I was like, "Can we help? Uh, can you help us with this thing? Because no rent or anything. Like, yeah. can you please help us." And they're like, "No, nah, we'll get to it." And never did, you know. So, I got blown off, and 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 then they blew. They they kind of try to work around you and and hide from you so that and keep you happy and. I, and honestly, with me working so much and not feeling well, I was not very well engaged with what was going on at the house at the time either. It's hard to go to work and then come home to something. Yeah. That you had nothing to do with and didn't need to happen. Yeah, and and um, you know, Drama. that was we still had our offices in the opposite places. And so I was at the back of the house, and I was dealing with the the chaos in the yeah, front. And, and my head, it wasn't wasn't good. My head's already chaos. I don't need extra, you know. Yeah, I was thinking that like it felt like there was an extra gear in my head, and I don't. I I just need to get rid of a few gears. I'm I'm, and I'll be healthier, you know. But I couldn't calm it down. I was going out a lot, and I was spending money driving. I'd go yeah. on long drives and buy like food because I wanted to be out of the house, and so my spending's gone way down. Thankfully, yes. yeah. Uh, we were talking about all this stuff today. It was a big day because it was like spring cleaning day, uh-huh. and and kind of resolving um, a little bit of unfinished stress with with some roommates we had. Yeah. So it's yeah. The room still has work to go. We still got some cleaning to do, but we made a real big dent in it today. So that's good. 
And meanwhile, I put my daughter on changing out a ceiling fan for a ceiling lighting fan. In the game room. Yeah. Florida room game room. Because she didn't want to clean. And I'm like, well, you can do that instead. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she, she likes putting stuff together. And that's actually very useful because we need that done anyway. Yeah. It's the same amount of work. doing it. Same so. amount of work as carting stuff to the porch mm -hmm. or whatever we were doing. And it was great. I mean, your kids are always going to do something. It's just like when they, you know, it's not going to work. They say, no, I can't do that one. Can I do something else? Yeah, so the, it it was cute, and at one point she needed her brother's help to hold up the bottom of the old fan while she unscrewed the base, and so they were taking turns holding it up because it was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and how did they? Were they both on the ladder? No, 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 no. The boys can reach it without the oh, ladder. With the, yeah, Daniel can reach. Yeah, well, it, Alex is only like a quarter of an inch shorter than he is. It's crazy. He can reach it too. So. Yeah, the yeah. ladder we have, too, goes, like, almost right to the ceiling because it's the only ladder we have. Yeah, but it worked well for her because she's short. Yeah. <laughs> she's I heard a him, short person. <laughs> I heard them having a good time there. They're joking around. Your kids are great because they, they love each other and they like joking around together and, and talking about anything. Yeah, they tease each unusual. other a lot, but it's 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 adorable. Maybe it's not unusual. Maybe I just didn't have a good family. Honestly, I've never met kids that have gotten along as well as my kids do. I thought so. And I've, I've had a lot of people comment to me, about how well my kids get along and they're, they're they're best friends to each other in a lot of ways yeah and and it, and then i i really hope that as they grow into adulthood that they they keep that up i think they will mm. um because it it's it's very cool it's unusual alex and kyla god i remember when uh alex was in 4k and kyla was in regular kindergarten and they were at the same school, and the playgrounds were right next to each other. The The teachers would say, your kids are the funniest thing. I've never seen anything like this. And I'm like, what are they doing? And she's like, well, when they're out there at the same time for recess, Kyla and Alex walk along that fe fence between the two playgrounds and just talk. The entire recess. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. They chose to hang out together <laughs> yeah. when there are other kids around they won't see again. Like that day. <laughs> so, That's amazing. And and they've always been like that. Very yeah. close. They yeah. used to switch clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they still switch clothes sometimes. It's weird. I, I haven't seen that one for a while. but Because uh, well, Alex is a little, lot taller now. Yeah, it's getting a little harder because Alex doesn't fit into Kyla's clothes so well anymore. But. It's not cross-dressing, i, <laughs> no. I got to say. It's just that they had like the same kind of jeans or something. They, yeah, yeah. They're weird. They think it's funny and they, they like joking around. They're practically, what are they, Irish twins, but they're I, fraternal? I, yeah. Like well, Irish you, you know what twins. an Irish tw twin is. Yeah, right? like pregnant right after the birth. Yeah, they're equivalent. They're kind of like that almost. Yeah, they're they're not quite Irish twins. They're they're like eighteen months apart. Yeah. Apart, but uh, they're only a year apart in school because of where their birthdays fell. And yeah, yeah. and I have always joked they're my Irish twins. Fraternal so. though, because they're 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 different, but they're they're very much um they have a commonality to them. They're both very like uh they, they like messing around with tools. Both of them, uh, they like building stuff, and mm -hmm. Alex likes shooting stuff with a crossbow. Or whatever, <laughs> and he when when he had to go under the house to get a cat that was an indoor cat. Yeah, he like suited up and grabbed like a, a knife, and like he was ready to to fight a possum or something if he had to. They're handy kids. They they're they're always helpful and they're always ready. Yeah, they're 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 really awesome. Yeah, like if we ever did like a Swiss Family Robinson thing, they'd be helpful. Oh yeah. Like if we found Land of the Lost, they'd be uh -huh. able to help fight those what are they sleestacks? 
Yeah. We, we'd be doing great. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be doing just fine. What did you tell me today about Alex when you said, when you picked the house? You said that it was oh. very. <laughs> yeah. The first thing he said, and granted, this was. How old was he? Ah, oh, God. It was uh, almost five years ago. So he was, pro he was 10. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we showed him the, this house and it has, um, we're. Kind People of a, who can't see the house, um, of, it is it's got a, a nice wide southern front porch, you know, that you can have rocking chairs on and whatnot. Yeah. And there's a, a pretty, uh, uh, I don't know, 150 feet of sloping lawn in pretty, front of pretty, it. Pretty decent slope too. You could yeah. sled on this thing if it was snowy. Yeah. And before it hits the road, and it's it's all clear, but you know, there's a, a guardrail down at the bottom. Yeah. And a ditch and everything. And yeah. the first thing Alex said was. Wow, this would be a real great defense place for you know zombies. All we need is a couple machine guns on the front porch. Yeah, he's <laughs> like it's, he noticed it was a defensible position against zombies. Yes, which is cool because it's very important in this day and age. And it was he's accurate. I mean, there's only two real entrances to the property. Mm -hmm. uh, unless they come across the neighbors, but then they have to fall down and drop to get here. You know. Yeah. So the zombies would not have a good time coming up here because they come up the two driveways because of the railing. Mm -hmm. And so we'd be able to blast him. Yeah. He, he recognized that stuff. These yeah. kids are brilliant. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. They're, but it, it was cute because, you know, they're, they, Kyla's doing all the work and the guys are just doing the heavy lifting, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's adorable. She prefers that because I remember yeah. she talked about her mechatronics class and how there was a guy there who was a know-it-all who didn't know anything and how annoying that was. Mm -hmm. She'd rather be doing the work right, like you, I guess, to yeah. a degree. You don't want someone telling you how to do it when they're wrong. Yeah. It's cool. You're, you really have great kids. And, and, and she's realized that there is an advantage to being smaller when you're doing that kind of work is that she has a much easier time of wiring up boards and stuff like that because she has smaller hands and more nimble fingers than a lot of the bigger guys right. do. <laughs> it is, it's a role. Like If yeah. you're playing a, a, a role-playing game like D&D &D or a video game like that, mm -hmm. the small guy is a fast guy. Small girl will be the fast girl, you know? It's 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 a good thing. There's a trade-off to being big and yeah. or being small. Yeah. So Daniel's got the got the big guy uh, energy in the in the the party. Yeah. And she's the the small one who can get into small spaces. Uh -huh. And Alex is in the middle talking to everybody. Yeah. You know, it's a good team. <laughs> wow. Good team. Yeah. So so that was that that was fun. And you know, I told them to put on music while we were planning while we were cleaning and Daniel put on the, that electronic crap that he what listens the, to. And I'm like, chip no! tunes, like video game music. No! <laughs> I'm like, change it to the radio station. And so then they put it on the radio station and they were playing eighties tunes. I was happy. So, yeah, but we were all singing along the queen. So it's like, it's That's not like, you know, my kids have been raised, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you had them listen to eighties music on road trips and stuff, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I expose them to all the stuff I love. And, you know, if they love it, great. If they don't, that's okay. But at least they know. Yeah. Like, like when Kyla went to space camp, I made her watch space camp before. Where'd she go to space camp? Uh, in um, Huntsville. Alabama? Yeah. They have one there. Uh-huh. I thought it was all in Texas. I was like, she went all the way to Texas. No, Alabama. No, Alabama. Interesting. Yeah. Did she steal a shuttle like they did in the movie? And no, the, no. I, I made, but I made her watch it just so she knew that you know, if a, a little a, robot, you know, befriended her, not to say that you always wanted to dream of going up in space. Oh, 
<laughs> That's the wrong thing to say to a robot yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> you happen to be in the 80s and a little comical robot comes up. She spent the whole up. movie rolling her eyes like, this is the stupidest thing ever. And I'm like, yes, it is. But that's okay. I'm making you watch it anyway. <laughs> they had like anti-gravity on the Earth, didn't they? For like training. In Space Camp, the movie, didn't, didn't they go into a room where they floated? No, that no. That was a different movie. That was a different movie. There was one movie. Now I remember. There was a movie where um, the guy from uh, Police Academy, the main character, who's supposed to be your everyman. Mm. You remember him? Uh, um, he was. He was just. He was a curly-haired guy. He was talking to some romantic interest, and he said, "You know, it's not like you're a rocket scientist." And then <laughs> later, he's like, "What'd you do?" She's like, "I'm a rocket scientist." Oh. It was funny because <laughs> he was joking that they were both dumb or something. He wasn't yeah. trying to be an asshole. Yeah. But he put his foot in his mouth in that cutesy '80s romantic comedy scene. Mm-hmm. You know. And it turned out she was a rocket scientist. Yeah, I saw I saw a list on. And they Fa- floated in the. I saw a list on on Facebook today of '80s sci-fi movies, um, five that you know have stood the test of time, and five that are that are not did not have not aged well. Okay. And what was in the ones they picked that have stood the test of time, like Aliens, Terminator, Back to the Future. Um, I don't know. I'll probably think of the other two eventually. Oh, um, uh, the Star Wars movies. Yeah. And I don't remember what the other one is right now. But the ones they picked that were, you know, didn't stand the test of time sucked in the 80s. So why the hell would they stand it? It right. was like Max and Me. me yeah, I saw I, that one. Yeah, that it was, was awful. terrible. It was awful. Yeah, and I'm like, that's like, what kind of stupid list is this? <laughs> what else did they put up there? Well, actually, they put Highlander on the haven't stuck the test no. of time. I don't agree with that one. Original Highlander was great, but then yeah. they made Highlander 2. Highlander 2, I agree with. Where Zardoz was like, we come <laughs> from the planet. Zosht. And yeah. that was the worst thing I've ever heard in a movie. It's like, they weren't supposed to come from a planet. They're supposed to be like ancient, <laughs> I ancient think you're mixing spiritual your, your, your Sean Connery movies here. Oh, yeah, I know. But, but it was Zardoz. That's how I see him in that movie. Uh, because he died in the first one, they brought him back. Like, stupid. It's like, how do you bring a guy back when the whole thing's about cutting the other guy's head off and he never comes back? Right. And it's like they they contradicted everything. You know, most people when you cut their head off, they don't come back. Eh, I've seen it. <laughs> I mean, look at look at the um the guy with the pumpkin head. <laughs> oh yeah. The horse. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Paul Revere. <laughs> that guy. What was that? I mean, it's a headless horseman. Yeah. Did he have a name? I mean, uh, Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. Yeah, well, Ica- Ichabod Crane was the guy he chased after. Oh, so I, I, I confuse it like Frankenstein's monster and Frankenstein. Right. Like, uh, I, I guess I, I don't know what his name was. I was, uh, yeah, that's a good question. It was Paul I Revere. I don't know. And Kenny Loggins. <laughs> that's an old joke from an old episode. Stupid. <laughs> okay, so, so Highlander two. <laughs> oh dear that's the movie that we always pretended didn't exist and they made a highlander three and we kind of tried to put it back together and say like part one happened part three kind of happened yeah because it wasn't the same as plan- they didn't talk about a weird alien mm-hmm. planet because they mixed genres in a way that wasn't any good in the 80s yeah uh it was it started off with like a fantasy movie almost because mm-hmm. it was almost magic that they were doing this and it was some sort of ancient thing that went back to maybe like sumeria or something like that right and some sort of spiritual reason for it and then all of a sudden it's aliens and i was planet zeiss is where they came from oh they came from another planet i see i don't remember i i i i know i watched them i don't but... remember anything but we come from the planet zeiss the worst <laughs> line of any movie i've ever heard of. that was when my heart broke at the movie i was like i can't watch this now <laughs> zardoz said that 
Or in that red diaper. But um, let's see. On the Have It Stood the Test of Time, Howard the Duck was another one. And I'm Fuck like, no. Howard Duck's awesome. But it, it is a... It is awesome, but it is still a terrible movie. It's campy. Yes. It's supposed to be. Yeah. But so, uh, I, mean, I, I still consider that one of my formative movies. I I've always wanted to be just like Howard I the Duck. I remember seeing that in in the theater with my mom. You went to the theater to see Howard the Duck? Yes. <laughs> I, with my mom. Wow. And we, for some reason, we just thought it was the funniest thing ever at the time. And we went back later. With other people. Yeah, with other people. We actually saw Howard the Duck twice in the movie theater, okay? okay? <laughs> and it was not nearly as funny the second time. And I'm like, and I'm like, why do we find this so funny? I think my mom and I were just in a silly mood, and it hit us just right. Did your right. mom take some prescription medications? It's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah, she loved her pills. Yeah. But, um, <coughs> but, but yeah, I actually saw Howard the Duck in the theater. I saw twice. it on VHS. I didn't get to go to a movie theater. <laughs> well, I did. I, I went to like a movie theater once uh, when I was like third grade, and, I, and and then after that, I didn't go again until like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to a lot of movies. Um, Howard the Duck was a good movie for a kid. As a kid, I loved it. Um, I didn't particularly think it was awesome, like smart or anything. I didn't think it was a good sci-fi. It made no sense, like a Duck Planet, you know. But it was it was entertaining. It was like a short circuit. It was like that tier, yeah, tier yeah. of movie where there was yeah. like an adventure to it and a little weird creature. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a genre. Yeah. I don't even know what to call that, but but no, fish out I, of water, I, I guess. I, I guess I went to the movies fairly frequently. I remember seeing um, Total Recall in the movie theater. Total Recall was good. And I was, I was with the guy I went to with my mom again. It, but I was also the the guy I went to prom with my junior year. He was with us as well, and I don't know how it might have just have been the three of us. I don't know, weird, but whatever. And 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 there there's a scene where he's on Mars, and I, I don't know they're fighting or something, and the dude gets stuck in the elevator, and his arms get ripped off. Oh, and my I remember mom, one scene from that. It's not that one. It, it's probably the three boob scene, but no. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that most guys remember that one. Yeah, but um, I was trying to figure out which one was real, like which two were real. <laughs> I'm guessing like, the middle one was fake. I would assume so, but you never know. Yeah, they just pushed him aside. <laughs> I'm saying, okay, but, go ahead. But uh, my mom and I, in the theater was full. Yeah. I mean, this was in Arnold Schwarzenegger's heyday, you know. So, yeah, and oh, uh, and his head came apart too. That was cool. Yeah, the old lady part where. It, Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. But um but my mom and I both started cackling because we just it was so I don't know, over the so top cheesy. and and we're laughing and and Fonz that that was the guy was yes. His You're, name was Alfonso. You had a Fonz. You had a, a prom date named Fonz? Yes, I did. <laughs> did he jump any sharks? No. Oh wow. <laughs> At least not that I know of. Yeah, I should have went down to what's his name? Uh Never mind. The old, but but old diner. but Fonz and everybody else in the theater were all going, <laughs> my mom and I just laughing, and then mm. I'm just I'm like so inappropriate. But it was, the yeah. the other scene I remember is when his eyes were popping out when oh, there's yeah. no atmosphere, and uh-huh. like then he's fine. His mm. eyes were totally bulging out of his head, and then all of a sudden atmosphere for like two seconds, and he's like, okay, oh I'm fine. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, no I'm... blisters, nothing. <laughs> But I, I love a good Arnie flick, flick so. That's yeah, they cool. should clone him and do like a whole new career for him. Oh, I'd see that. He's he's great. I'd like to see like he's our, one of, he's one of my favorite '80s actors. 
Yeah. I was like, I love The Running Man. That's my favorite movie by him. He, he, well, had a, he had a good career. And I'm like, I don't consider the term. I, I mean, yeah, he was prominent in The Terminator, but I don't really consider it an Arnie flick. Really? Because he, he doesn't he plays really. so dead. He well, played... yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not the main characters in the movie. I mean, he is. Part but, two he was. Yes. That was a great one. But, but, um, but I mean, he, he's, he, you know, he's the scary monster in that movie. And it's. And it's really more a lot more about you know Sarah Connor. Right. And... The first one's definitely not about him. Yeah. He's just there and he's a threat. And the second one was really him. Yeah. It was like gave yeah, him a chance. Yeah, and all the later ones he yeah. became. It Prominent. Became... I don't remember the third one really. I, I kind of remember the face of the actor. Yeah. But I don't remember much about it other than Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it. Yeah. And that was and, a little. Yeah, and I watched I watched the the latest one where they brought um, shoot, what's her uh the woman who played the uh. Linda Hamilton, where they brought her back as Sarah Connor. Yeah, and in the third one was it? No, no, this is this is like one. a fairly recent one, and uh, I can't remember what it's what the she started title off. Was. She started off like um, ditzy almost in the yeah. first movie, and then later she's this hardened warrior. Yeah, who's living in like the the border of Mexico just yeah. to hide out. And 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 the person who gets sent back in time to stop the Terminator is a woman. And she's a cyborg, but she's uh, she's not a Terminator. She's a she's she's like a, 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 a artificially enhanced human. Yeah, gets sent back in time. Did you ever watch the show? That they had. I did not. It was I good. Was, I was told it was good. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And it showed like how she was in the underground. It's more about like mm-hmm. her life, uh, living in this weird underground of people who were fighting this weird resistance from all over the country. Yeah. And they were just secretly waiting against, for like a Terminator uh, to come against, through. Against uh, what Skynet. Right? Yeah. yeah. They were all they were all like libertarian mm-hmm. uh, trailer people who, who who just dropped out of society and, and like had trailers out in the desert. Yeah. And uh, all her friends were yeah. those people. Well, the, that Cabins latest movie is like Skynet has been defeated, but then another corporation comes up and essentially does the same. It thing. was like a weird inevitability because they, yeah. they, I think, I think they explained it once or, or like maybe in the lore somewhere, like uh, secondary fiction. Mm-hmm. They talked about how like because it happened more than once, it got reinforced and it, they could never stop it now. Yeah. It was just a matter of keeping it at bay. And, and, and so, yeah, but that one actually was pretty good. And the, the person they were trying to, and it, it the essential Sarah Connor comes into it is because you know as part of the underground she's constantly looking for time anomalies. Yeah, any sort of weird um, Mandela effect or something. And she actually had somebody who would call her and tell her when one had popped up. This is what I mean. Go, it was like supernatural. Yeah, it, it, the show was a lot like supernatural except she didn't fight Monster of the Week. She was really dealing with the one plot. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But but it was still like that with all the buddies who who all knew each other somehow because they'd all fought and things and. And uh, it's kind of cool. I like that genre. Yeah, yeah. I I, I like time travel. I do. I do too. But I I like the more like uh, supernatural be more more in my wheelhouse than than just uh, um, what's it called there? Uh, Terminator. Yeah. Um, because I'm not really afraid of computers. Like I I don't think they'll rule the world. I think we'll destroy them before they do. (laughs) I mean, hell, we can't even get a Macintosh to to do what it's supposed to. Unless you're in um, Independence Day. Yeah, Independence Day. Yes. Oh, oh, that computer where they gave a virus to another computer's language. Like, yeah. It didn't even have the same damn But it was a language. Mac, so it had to be done. A Mac did it. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. And like how Unix can like uh, defeat dinosaurs yeah. in Jurassic Park. <laughs> people, people think computers are way better than they are. They're barely there. Like they barely work. 
Like I can't even like it, it takes just as long to open a program nowadays as it did ten years ago on the same kind of computer. So what's yeah. going on there? Why do they? Why is it taking so long? Well, it's because they're making the programs bigger. They make them all bigger and they mm -hmm. bloat them. Yeah. Anyway. But what else are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but that was a fun little conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Highlander Two is the worst movie ever. <laughs> the reason Part Two like all suck generally. No, um, um, I think Manos the Hands of Fate actually gets that title. Well, that was intentional. Like, no, it wasn't. No, that was, I, I, from what I understand, I have not watched it. Patton Oswalt talks about a movie called uh, Deathbed. Deathbed. The, the bed that eats people. Oh, wow. And what happens was in the 1400s, someone had sex on the bed when they weren't supposed to, like a nun or something. Oh, dear. And so a demon came through, and from then on, that bed was passed down, and people were sleeping on a 1400s bed, and it kills you. So that's wow. a bad movie. Just like Manos, <laughs> The Hands of Fate, which is supposed to be awful. Yeah, from yeah, from what I don't want to waste time watching awful movies, but no, well that one, it, Are... that one, it, uh, Ken Ken had seen it. Okay, and you want to show it he, to you? Well, no, he never made has subjected me to that. He said when he was in high school, there were they had like a D and D uh, a group of guys who played D and D, and that was that was the initiation. Was you had to watch Manos the Hands of Fate. <laughs> we had to watch Crawl, our team. Crawl. Our, it was Crawl. I think I recorded that yeah. on, um, on the. The kids need to see Crawl. Yeah. Because they need to know that. Or, no, maybe. No, I, I haven't recorded Crawl. We need to find that one. I recorded Cull. Cull. The, the Conqueror. Conqueror. Yeah. Oh, that's the one with Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. That, that was bad. Yeah, it's bad. He was like, he was okay as Hercules, but then pushing him one yeah, degree the, further into the Barbarian the only, didn't work. It's like, I love Xena. It's like Hercules I, was kind of hit or miss for me. He's got that open uh, Midwestern accent, so you can't really play like an ancient world well, guy. that, and you know, I, I don't know. It just, it, he never really struck me as what I would imagine Hercules to be like, you know? Right. But yeah. I can see him as a corny Hercules. Yeah. But I can't see him as like a real Barbarian like Call. His call was supposed to be a Conan type. In the, right. it was in, I think it was Marvel Comics. They had their own ripoff of Conan before they got the rights of Conan. Gotcha. And uh, he was all right, you know. Um, but then they had, um, I was going to say, a good barbarian movie is Scorpion King. Oh, yeah. With The Rock. He can pull that off. Yeah, yeah. Because they played that like nice and um, American, too. Uh -huh. It was like an American ancient world. But the way they did it, he had the dark skin, and he mm -hmm. could, he could pull off the looks of, uh, and everyone was dark skin because it made sense for that Acadian right. world. But Kevin Sorbo's a white guy with with red hair, and it's like well, uh, like he's almost he's got a long bowl cut. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, sorry, no, not okay. trying to make fun of Kevin Sorbo. I mean, you have a picture with the guy. Well, I like him. Yeah, he's very nice. He's a nice guy. He really is. Very nice guy. And um. And he, he, yeah, he's an absolute sweetheart. He gave me a big hug. That's nice. Th there's a certain type of actor that, like Lorenzo Lamas, even though he is, uh, he's a played renegade, right? Yeah. He's too clean while he's riding on a bike. It doesn't well, make sense. Well, like, the problem with Le Lorenzo Lamas is, is that I still remember him from Greece when he played the blonde haired jock that was he trying. He had blonde hair? Yeah, trying to date Sandy. Oh, no. Yeah. Did she yeah. put up a fight? Is that the one? Yeah. Did yeah. she put up a fight? Isn't that what they say? No, well, no, it, well, um, is that Greece or is that the other one? Yeah, Greece. Yeah, that's in the song. Yeah, yeah, that's about yeah. raping. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> it's really that's when the thing stopped. They're like, "What do you mean by that?" <laughs> like, we got to talk here. It's an after-school special now. Yeah, 
Yeah, Greece, Greece is, uh, uh, especially as you get older and you understand what the songs actually mean, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of songs are like that. <laughs> yeah. But one, one of the other, um, I just thought of one of the other um, movies that didn't stand the test of time was uh, Masters of the Universe. And I'm like, oh, that was horrible. I know. And I'm like, it, it like, sucked to begin with. Of course, they're from the planet Eternia, Eternia. And somehow they went through a portal to Earth for <laughs> right? Skeletor. And they just ran around the New York City uh, sets that they had Terrible. ready from other movies they made. Terrible. Bad movie. Yeah. Like the same alley you saw in every 80s movie where they had to have a back alley fight. Oh, That's yeah. where they came out. And then they went around like the New York set, like a set made. Yeah. Made to look like New York, and uh, I don't remember what happened. Another bad one was Super Mario Brothers. Oh yeah, see that? yes. What the hell was that? I don't know. It was like it, was... it had like Ron Jeremy in it, wasn't it? <laughs> it played Mario, or was that was that Chip? I don't, I don't remember. If that was Chip's big role, I won't shit on it. <laughs> we love you, Chip. Love you, Chip. His his friend of ours. He dresses Mario once, and he at, at Dragon Con. No, thinking, no, he always dresses as Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. Oh, either and one. People think he's Ron Jeremy. They are the it's same funny. guy. It's funny. Technically, Mario is Ron Jeremy. But <laughs> How did that even occur? The 80s were weird. <laughs> it's like people were getting movie roles that you would never think would. Well, well, I mean, you think about it, uh, you know, the 80s, you know, Pee Wee Herman was a, you know, a Saturday morning TV show. He had something going on with that show, though, because like the original HBO special was an adult. Oh, yeah. And movie. I saw the original. My dad loved that special. And yeah, that's why I watched it. was funny. He used the, to watch the, it with me. Mecca, lecca, hi, mecca, hiney, ho. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there were all these sexual jokes here and there because yeah. it, was, it was sort of like a gay, a gay show. You know, the original uh, thing was him, him just doing a character who was kind of like a, 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 a like a, uh, it, a type of gay character, I guess. Like he was a gay guy and he was being really subtle about it, like childish so they can make the jokes to the public of America during the 80s, right? So they put all puppets up and everything. Yeah, yeah. And but then they somebody, made a kid show out of that. Yeah, they made a kid show out of what was a really like, pretty raunchy yeah. adult show. And, mm -hmm. I, and I'm like, and then But the get, same actors and actresses. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. You can't get that shit on the air nowadays. Everyone's oh, no. on cocaine or something. <laughs> and they just figured out, you know, well, <laughs> they they gave the worst people shows back then, kids shows too. But yeah, uh, it's it's crazy. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else do we want to talk about? We're gonna talk about your um your week with the emotions, and, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I got the taxes in. That felt yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. But you know, we're trying to get this wedding venue up and running, and it's like I get this anxious pit in my stomach from it and, and it's like i get i get scared you, know? you you connected it to uh your work at the nuclear plant and yeah how that went went a little sideways with your boss being a jerk yeah and and and, and um and, you know it's like i mean i'm sure everybody's got a fear of failure and um but mine moves over into like if i let it moves it over into trauma and shutting down and and it's like i because i you're very good about making yourself move though i know i am now yeah there was a period of time when i well after uh, 
my first marriage fell apart where I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. And I I nearly lost my job because I was so completely depressed and it was bad. It was really bad. And uh, my my boss at the time actually forced me to get into counseling. And right. I got on medication and was able to work so through it. Do you, do you, do you want to talk about the, the whole constellation of, of emotions there? Because I, I have some more that you told me about that I could I could throw in real quick so you could. Okay. You told me about two things. At yeah. work here, there were some mistakes made in the shop. Yeah. And that triggered something that was none related to you. But because there was another coworker who had let the shop down on measurements, it turned out they manufactured some things wrong. Yeah. And that kind of put some something in the air at work a little bit. Uh and and so with that, that triggered the, the, the nuclear plant where you had that one asshole boss who was gunning for you a certain certain way because he yeah. didn't like women. And then and this is legitimate. Like she's not this the kind of person that claims victim. And I and I honestly plays the woman I don't part. know if it was just me or if it was because I was a few yeah, I I don't know. It, what he was how he was acting to you was very misogynistic based it on was. what he told me. It, it, it was always it like was. He, he would give me uh, tons of extra work that dismissed and secretarial type stuff that yeah. wasn't your job. You're an engineer, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I was a manager under a manager him. too. Yeah. And he was giving me a lot of a lot of Ru- extra work, shit work and, that and threatening my job constantly mm. and throwing you under and, the bus whenever anything went wrong. Yeah. And, and and so with budget cuts because they had a CEO and then taking credit for the things that went right. They have so, a there's a female yeah. female owner or CEO rather of the company. And she flies around in the jet. She came over and just started telling them to make some some cuts and he he was in charge of some of those cuts that's all right or he was well, involved I mean, or he, something yeah he was involved involved but i mean with my performance reviews and whatnot that he wrote mainly mainly for like like proving him wrong a few times yeah well it was it was bad yeah but i mean i the other managers i worked with actually told hr that you know they they better straighten this out or i'd have a great lawsuit on my hands and i'm like i'd it that never even occurred. You're not the to kind me. of person to sue, even if you could. And and it was like I I know that in that time, I could have handled things better, but I was just I'd never encountered that before, and so I took it and didn't handle it right. How'd you How'd you handle it? Well, you just kind of talk just, back or just not. Well, no, talk I back? just I, well, I mean, I I um I should have gone to HR a lot earlier. Ah. I should have. I should have gotten HR involved. Um, much much earlier, right? And it's like he threatened my job. He'd say, "If you don't do this, you're." Um, it's like I, I'm gonna fire you, and then I do that, and I do it beyond his expectations. And then he'd say, "But you didn't do this," which he didn't tell me about, right? He and he, he'd he still shit all over. He me. literally didn't. It was yeah. nothing you could do would win. He just didn't like you. Yeah, he'd put he put me on probation. He was hand packed like, at home three times. Yeah. I think from what you told me about the, 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 the work gathering that he went to, he was yeah. pretty henpecked at home. So he took it That's out the on the impression women at work. I got. That's the impression I got. It, it seems like that. Yeah. That would probably be a pretty good but, explanation. Yeah. He, he put, he put me on probation, I think it two or three times. And you know, when you're doing that with an employee who's not working right, you're supposed to meet with him once a week and talk about progress. He wouldn't do that with me. He was sabotaging you. Yeah. He put, put it like down he on put paper me on, so he can get away with yeah, it later. He, he put me on probation, and then he wouldn't talk to me for months. And I'd be busting my ass trying to do everything he told me. Yeah. And 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 then that would never be good enough. Right. So and, so can we can we yeah, can we anyway. segue segue towards the current 
Yeah. Because I don't want you to feel bad about the old stuff. Because that's yeah. part of what we were talking about. Yeah. It seems to me, and this is this is just my take as an outside observer, uh-huh. um, that we are we are moving from like a moving platform in a video game. You know how they rotate sometimes and you have to time them just right to step from one to the other? Yeah. Well, the platform that we want is running this wedding venue. Right. Right? And you have this um this sense that maybe at your current job, the guy's old enough to retire, he's made his money, and he's not happy with how the shop was handling stuff. Not you, but different department. Yeah. And so if his job were not, uh, if he were not happy with how that was going, he could just shut the whole company down. Yeah. And that is an instability that relates to the other instability. Yeah. And here we are going to an, quote, unstable thing where we'd be on our own. Right. So I, I think that we're very on good footing because sometimes when a door's about to open, it gets a little unstable. And I can feel that we're going to do well because we have good ideas. Uh, this next month, we're going to be cleaning up the property, do an open house on the wedding venue. Yeah. And so that all together comes together as stress for you, I think. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. And um, and like, um, and so it's been me kind of. We'll be on our own in a way, but we're going to do it. You know, we, well, we don't... And, you know, the other thing I realized is that, you know, I have at this point in my life, I have a really hard time dealing with unnecessary stress mm. there's necessary stress you plan and for then it there's though unnecessary stress You're so- and like the stuff at work this and i think this is why it got to me so much the stuff at work this past week was unnecessary stress a little communication would have solved it it did not need to happen yeah a little diligence would have diligence solved and and then also showing people that you did here are the measurements that we put on there yeah do it to do it to the spec here yeah. rather than just wing it you know yeah and and it was, and, and, and it's stuff that, you know, <coughs> at least some of it, I it's like, I have to come up with a fix for, which I have worked out mostly. It's not your problem you caused, but you have to fix it. Yeah. Because you're that department. And so it piles right but on it, you when they're stressed. Yeah. So it, and, and it's, it's, and, and that, but I think that's, that's part of it is just, I, I don't, I don't deal with that very well and I don't want to. And I, well, I, I don't have the same kind of fortitude that you have. But I think that we have a similarity in that we like to plan for what we have to do that we don't necessarily want to do. Yeah. And if we know we have to do it, we're fine. Yeah. The second, there's an extra thing. Like uh, when I used to drive uh, my ex-wife around for four hours a day, mm-hmm. if she threw an extra two-hour trip to the store, I'd get a little annoyed. <laughs> and it hurt. You know, it was like mm-hmm. I was almost at the finish line. We're almost home. And she's like, can we just dri- keep driving and go to the store? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, really? Because I was about to get home and be done at my finish line. So when there's something new that comes up, it can throw us all off because you're really much better at planning than I am. And you plan for all these contingencies where I'm just yeah. like, I know I have to get my medicine tomorrow and then I have to do shopping, do something. Yeah. Six things or four things or whatever. And as long as it's only those things, I'm great. But the second there's something new, it feels like I'm being betrayed by the universe. Yeah. Is that about right? Yeah. But the, you know, the chamber of commerce is really rooting for us. They They're feel awesome. like the, the Pickens could really use something like we're talking about. And we just got to pull it together and we, do it. We just so. gave them some cards to pass out, and the lady was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're really, really supportive. And um, once we get uh, the the uh, guest room slash changing room finished up, we need to take pictures of that and get that right. on the website. And you know, get a. There's a lot we can do with that room. Yeah. Um, I do think that that corner should eventually be a powder station, though. The one you put the bed in, the little sit down bed, unless it's a settee, kind of like one of those old fashioned. Uh, like southern style like lie down beds or, or couches mm-hmm. 
we can put something like that in there eventually if you want that look there. Yeah. But we need a a, a really good powder station for for everything. And yeah. I was whatever. We're not. That, that's that's semantics. I was talking about like I was thinking about hangers and stuff today for that little a mirror closet there. Yeah. Um, we can get some really nice uh bridal level hangers. You know the the fancy looking ones. Mm-hmm. Just get a set of those. And yeah. uh, that room's pretty well good as long as the bathroom works. Because we're fixing the bathroom there. Yeah, too. we got it. We got to finish fixing a, the bathroom. A tub. It's a tub that uh, it cracked on the bottom where we replaced it and we didn't put the backup yet. And uh, there's no drainage in the bottom yet. Well, no, I think the drainage is there. It's the it's the actual the tub spout thing. That oh, it's not on there yet. Yeah, that's not well, on. That's easy to get on. I think I can get that on. Well, I, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was more the drainage because the drainage is under the house. And I thought yeah, we need to get th- under I there. Yeah, I think that all got finished but okay. I, I but i need to double check that check with we uh, didn't ethan. do it ourselves there, yeah we had a, a, a teenager named ethan is really handy pretty much start installing he'd worked on that stuff before for yeah. summer jobs yeah and he he hasn't been by again because he was visiting every sunday yeah with, and, uh, and his friends. whole family got covid and they're they're all doing okay but they've been on quarantine yeah on and off so we haven't our, we haven't been able to get him back yeah so but we paid him and everything hopefully but. everybody is over it now and <laughs> that's so, good so we should try to get him get a hold of him through yeah Candace. Y- yeah well I, uh, kyla has his number so i found yeah. that out today good so. good so we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get that we'll get that straightened out get that finished yay yep but yeah it, it's just i i get i get scared about the future and new things and when there's know, new things and what i like to try to do when we're talking mm-hmm. is show you that maybe there are three doors but one of them isn't even an option and that's the bad one, right? Yeah. So we can ignore that one door, and it's not even really there, you know? So we got two good options. We might as well just choose one of those two yeah. instead of worrying about all three or five that most of them are just not any good in the first place. Well. So, like, with this 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 elopement section in the backyard, we have a little garden. It's great. Let's focus on that. Yeah. You know, and not – my problem is extrapolating too far. I'm like, well, yeah, outside we're going to have a place to put some some toys for kids to play, and that's too much work right now for the open house. Right. I'm thinking too far ahead, and a lot of times you're worried about the door that isn't open. You know, we don't have to open it. Yeah. And so there's there's a there's two problems that we both have, but when we come together on it, we can cancel those problems because you're like, we don't need that big stuff yet, yeah. and I'm like, don't worry about this little thing that isn't even going to happen as long as we guard against it. Yeah. You don't have to open that damn door. You know. Well, I mean, honestly, in the past, that type of anxiety would would shut me down. And I've done a much better job this week of uh, working through it and, you know, keeping moving forward. And and um, uh, a lot of that is because you have given me somebody to talk to about it and help me feel better about it. And Good. And um, um, I also think, uh, you know, I've lost 10 pounds now on the Noom thing. And I honestly think that's helping me, too, because it's forcing it's, me to not forcing. It is encouraging me to be right. more active. Right. When it's and, forcing you, you become yeah. your own dictator and you rebel. Yeah. But yeah. at least it's not forcing. That's one no. of the things I like about this program, Noom. Yeah. And uh, and our sponsor know. sent us money. <laughs> and um, yeah, the, like uh, they 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 you know, the goal is you know having 10,000 steps a day and so they started me out at 2,000 and you almost I, did, you almost my, did four goal, today yeah i did over four actually and this is on a, a day when we hard we were mostly driving yeah in the morning yeah so um so that that's been 
that's been good. But then you've also walked around the house, so I'm sure you got more. No, yeah, well, I didn't I didn't count all of them, but I I actually clocked over 4,000 today. Cool. Yeah. So, so I I'm more than 10,000 though. What do you what, that's like a mile, isn't it? I have more no than idea. a mile. I don't I have know. No idea. I think it depends on how big your steps are. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> huh. But um but yeah, that's See, the thing cool. about those those pocket uh pedometers is they don't really count steps as much as bounces. Mm-hmm. So you could be bouncing left and right. True. And it's still but, still yeah. movement. Yeah. Uh. But um yeah, I mean I I you know, I yesterday when I had my physical therapy, they stick me on the uh, it, it's kind of like an exercise bike, but not exactly. I don't know what you call it, but it's got like a regular seat and you just pedal with your legs. Uh-huh. So I stuck the thing in my pocket and got, you know, 1200 right there. So they count you. They, they count all that. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take advantage of it. It's like I'm doing it anyway. Right. Yeah. So. <coughs> Excuse me. Did you have to ask for permission from the doctor to keep your phone on you when you're in the middle of all that? No. No. Okay. Cool. No, no. I, the, actually, the physical therapy over at Cannon Memorial, wonderful people. Highly recommend them. They're like super nice. They play music, and they they've all got a good sense of humor. And um, yeah, good. Yeah, good people. The one lady was asking me about the solar and was because she wants to put solar on her she shed, and and I'm oh, yeah. like. And I'm like, I don't think the people I went with are what you need because that sounds like a much smaller project than what we put in. They're big. Yeah. This, this company does big stuff. But but Tim, Candace's husband, has a friend who does who takes a refurbished panels and does like small projects like that. And so I got. So you could have a self powered shed. Yeah. So I, like I I got her his number so that she can. I I remember before you gave me an office when the house was still in transition in a way mm-hmm. after uh, the funeral and all. Yeah. And there was a lot going on. Um, I didn't know that I was going to get an office, and I didn't ask for one. Didn't expect one. I was I was typing in my car mm-hmm. and uh, and trying to find space. I was thinking of turning that back shed that we have in the garden area, yeah, um, into my little spot. And I had thought of stuff like that, having power out there and yeah. just being fine to type in that little room because I don't need a lot of space overall. Um, anyway, I don't know why I was talking about that, but the idea of a little shed with solar would be is kind of cozy. I think yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully uh, Tim's friend can help her out there. So yeah, I hooked her up with that number, and uh, yeah, but yeah, they're they're super nice and very encouraging. And you know, I was telling him about what I'm doing with Noom, and it's like because I'd heard of it, and I'm like, that sounds great. And and I realized today that I hadn't actually done the little. Because they give you like ten minutes worth of reading every day. Yeah. To do, and I'm like at about nine o'clock tonight. I'm like, I haven't done my reading today. Did they try to make sure you're paying attention with jokes and stuff, though? Don't they? Oh yeah, no. They they have a good sense of humor about it, and they have a little encouraging quote or something. Do a list day. of five things, and one of them's a joke. Yeah. They say, did you know these five things about yeah. trans fats or something? Yeah. And then you read some gag. Yeah. At the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really good app. Yeah, so I, I could use something like that if I if I was still the two hundred pounds heavier, I'd be using something like that. Yeah, so it would work. Um, um, I'm very encouraged by it, and I'm I'm doing well with it. So, and um, you've been so supportive and like uh, uh, cooking meals and stuff oh, like that too. I never made it before, but we, yeah, we you, did chicken marsala the other day. Yeah, it came out pretty damn good. For Sauce never, is a little thin. Yeah, I guess I've never had it before, but it it. it it tasted good and it, it looked fantastic. And, Cooking uh, with wine is fun. 
Yeah. Because so. you know it's gonna it's, it cooks off the alcohol. It feels like you're doing chemistry in the kitchen. <laughs> um, I got some sherry to cook with too, and I have no idea what I'll make with it, but I want to try that. Okay. You know, I want to yeah. try the whole Julia Sh- Childs like get drunk off the cooking sherry. <laughs> She's, she's yeah she's basically the female friend uh swedish chef yeah like, <laughs> anyway do you miss people like that from the 80s i at do all? like uh dr ruth oh god it, they're uh, such good characters and then there was the guy so 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 many people are so afraid of hurting anybody's feelings these days right what like, happened oh. everyone's so weak now yeah. emotionally it's like you can't even talk about stuff without people getting all sad and crying it's like what are you doing? It's like, how do you get better if you're going to sit there and hide from everything by by shutting down as soon as it starts? Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It's, it's unhealthy. It's like back then you can get a, you can get away with a little more on TV, believe it or not. Oh, by the way, what we had had a discussion earlier, and you were talking about uh, millennials, talking about my kids as millennials. My kids are not millennials. They're post millennials. They're post. When did I talk about them as millennials? Um, a long time ago? Uh, no, it was like, I, I, uh, God, I think it was a couple weeks ago. We were talking about, I, I guess I, I segued, and I remember the conversation now. Yeah. But, but I wasn't talking about your kids as millennials. I know they're a generation or two past that, because Ethan yeah. is uh, not a millennial. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're, they're post-millennial. My son Ethan is not a millennial. Yeah. But but there's like there's a whole generation of people that are influencing your kids and my son. And they're the people who, who who fill the internet right now, right? Right. And that would be your millennials. They're the ones who work in tech now. They're yeah. the ones who yeah. who who do all the stuff that decides like Instagram's a thing, and and, and they do all and, that. Uh, and I actually think that our our kids, the post millennials, are a lot more healthy, balanced than the millennials are. They are because it's always a counterpoint. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, I did look it up, and according to most sources, I am Generation X, and I'm at the last bit of it. I know. Okay. Um. But the way it seems to work is generations contradict each other. Yeah. So, like, the parents' generation, the kids will rebel, right? Yeah. And then when they rebel, they rebel a little bit towards the grandparents. Yeah. So, like, they act more like the grandparents, so they get power over their own parents. And that's my weird theory on, like, how, yeah. how the generation I, I think Gen X was kind of unusual is because part of the reason we were called Gen X is because we didn't really have an identity, so to speak. Right, they were they were the ones who were supposedly aimless after the like the yuppies from the eighties. Yeah, and they weren't. They just didn't want what the eighties guys wanted. Yeah, they wanted something that was more authentic. And now the the post millennial generation wants to travel a lot. They want to have experiences rather than own stuff. Yeah, this is why I think the millennials aren't really the parents of the new generation. It's like yeah. it's more like uh the Gen li- Xers, the Gen Xers, and 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 even uh, little Gen Y, yeah, which isn't millennial, right? Gen no, Y Gen, is not. Gen Y and millennials are they're almost, the same, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. They're the ones who came of age right as the millennium. But those tech, those tech people who are on, who are running Instagram, they're not having a lot of kids. They're out there just getting rich on tech, and uh, and they're kind of like yuppies uh, in a sense. You know, they're kind of like a rerun of the yuppies. Well, they're they're uh, the millennials are the generation that grew up with everybody getting a trophy. The, a little bit of like, yeah, yeah, everyone has to have some sort of trophy. Otherwise, yeah, why play? And it's like I'm special, and so you must bow to me. And also, don't yeah. offend me because yeah, I it, choose to be offended yeah, so that I have power. Uh, okay, boomer. You know. <laughs> mm. I thought that was a post-millennial kids because, like, we saw a few of those kids saying that. Around well, uh, that started, I believe, with a, uh, a millennial. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm but not. But a... I, I, I think the post-millennials have picked that up a little bit. But, but yeah, that that well, was that was that started there, as an argument I between a, the boomers and the millennials. When I, w- and like Gen X just sits there and just kind of watches because we're like, oh yeah. 
because we're forgotten. We are the well, forgotten. But, but weren't the boomers your parents? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I used to have a, a comedy uh, a bit because I used to do some stand up, and one of the jokes was um, um, about uh, baby boomers and how uh, it was words that mean or, or phrases that mean two things at different times. Mm-hmm. So I said uh, baby boomers. I just say that the phrase, and then I say uh, Taliban occupied baby gap. But but I used to preface that a little when I was nervous. I I prefaced it a little bit by saying like, "Oh, that terrible generation, the boomers," because uh, they're they're hurt. When I was reading about them to do the you know to research the joke, believe it or not, I researched stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I was looking into the the generation, and apparently the people who fought in like World War II in Korea really resent baby boomers because they felt like they didn't do anything to earn their money in the eighties and all that. Yeah. Uh, and they were also retired. A lot of boomers, like, um, quite often, like, ex-hippies who kind of sold back out. Yeah. Like, they, they joined that thing to stop all the, the, the hatred in the world. And then suddenly they're making money off of, like, granola with preservatives. Well, what's, what's ironic is actually I heard this comment on, uh, shoot, what was it? Oh, I know. I was watching a post war babies. I was watching a um post interview about uh the um seduced series and and they were it was, you know, the two of the producers, it was um India Oxenberg and who's she? The 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 girl oh. who Oh yeah, yeah, the, okay. Okay, I remember yeah. now. Okay. So, but they were discussing it, and one of the producers, or one of one of them, made a comment because all of them are liberal, you know, uh-huh. and that one of the one of one of them said, you know, one of my my really liberal friends is like extremely confused because he doesn't know what cult he's in now because he doesn't have a cult anymore. Well, no, and, and this is why he's like, you know, and they were talking about you know wearing masks and all that stuff, and he's like, you know, it's like. Our cult was always the anti-government, you know, uh, fuck the man, you know, do that. And it's like, and it's completely fit, flipped now. Yeah. Because it's the, <laughs> you know, it's the religious right that are now like, fuck the man, <laughs> you know, when yeah. it comes to COVID. And I'm like, yeah, no, we're not wearing masks. You that's know, what they that's say. The, yeah. yeah, you know, and, yeah. And, and I'm like, it's weird though, because like, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's it's like they subdivide their values as generations go by. Mm-hmm. With a culture, a group, a person, uh, it seems like the, the the values get subdivided because in the ancient days the Christians were a rebel group, right? Right, ancient days, and then nowadays they're trying to emulate that, but they're also doing it in a capitalist way, which was anti-Christian. They were all about giving the money away back then, way way back. It was like being poor was the, was a virtue. And now it's the opposite. So they subdivided their values so that they can have their prosperity, but they can also be rebels. Well, it doesn't see, make I, sense. Me personally, the establishment. I, I am, uh, I am of the opinion that that Jesus was not a political figure and had nothing to do with politics. Well, he said, "Render unto Caesar." Blah blah blah. Yeah. But at the same time, but you're beyond... supposed to be able to travel. And back in those days, if you had possessions, you couldn't get away with traveling. Yeah. Well, so well, they, it, my thing is, is that you martyrs know what? and stuff. The government killed Jesus. I don't think he really. Yeah. Was a huge fan, <laughs> right? So I don't. But think, anyway, <laughs> but I don't. But 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 now we have a government that is linked part and parcel with our capitalism. Yeah. 
So yeah. to make money, you have to be good with the government. So you have to pay your taxes on time. Yeah. You have to pay your property taxes and all your fees and all your services. And, and it's all linked in to be rich. Yeah. Back then, uh, you, know, you could only carry, if you were traveling, you only carry what you had in your pocket. Mm -hmm. And so from what I understand, a lot of those apostles and a lot of the, the Christians that got martyred were not money bags. They just weren't. No. Only after, uh, um, what's his name? Um, Constantinople, uh, Const Constantine, Constantine yeah. had his vision where he yeah. realized he could get political power. Right. This is what they said. He said this himself. No, I, I think you're probably right. That's when they started yeah. the Catholic Church because he's like, I will win with the cross. Yeah. And so he took the cross and then he, over a generation, uh, not generation, like a decade, he started transitioning towards being Christian now, rather than pagan. But he had the cross before he was Christian. And, and, and this was after they had already been executing a lot of Christians for being this uh, rebel underclass, yeah, you know, and they had these symbols. The, the the Greek cross was a symbol they could draw on the sand, and someone else would complete it to tell them they were Christian. If you draw mm -hmm. one weird symbol, Cairo, uh, the other person wouldn't know what the hell you were doing unless in the in the, in the, in the Jesus fish you draw one curve, and the other person draws the other. Right. It's a Vesica Pisces. So these were rebels, and they were they were the the total counter establishment. Right. They were closer to the hippies in some ways. Uh, but they weren't hippies, you know? Yeah. So, like, these generations kind of picked from the past. Well, well, the thing is, I think the point that she was trying to make, and I think this is true, is that, you know, those baby boomers were all the hippies back in the 60s. And then they changed. And now they're all on Medicare, and they're all like, yay, government. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, um, Right. It's like, make up your mind. Yeah. Because, honestly, um, the last presidency had more in common to the 50s presidencies, and I'm not saying this politically too much, mm -hmm. saying historically. They were more like uh, authoritarian to some degree, even though he was a, a very counter-establishment candidate. He was a, what do they call him, a populist? Yeah. Uh, he was a populist. populist candidate, but but in the same sense, he was populist in the sense of like bringing back those 80s because that's when he made his money. So it's like, all, you know? Yeah. Well, so, yeah, but the, but the thing is. Very weird culture like, we came up with. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, Daniel was telling me, and I, I honestly don't know if this is true or, or not, but apparently we're bombing Syria again. Okay. And I'm like. That's bad. And, and, I hate this stuff. Well, well, and, and the thing is, it's like, you know, for all the people I've heard say, oh, I would hate Trump to have the button and whatnot. How many people did he bomb? No, no, I don't no. Know the Democrats many. are warmongers, too. I, I, like, more yeah. so. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's like Obama bombed the shit out of a uh, lot of people. Unless and you're used selling drones and stuff like that. See, during during and so since it's like, you know, you act like Trump was like the big bad guy because mm. he allegedly had hand on the red button that's like somewhere on the desk in the white house and i'm like which okay just I, for people to understand that doesn't actually exist like that anymore okay? no no you had to no. go down to like norad or something it's, and then like, yeah, like six people had to push bullshit. a button together it's just it's all that's that's all fear-mongering and propaganda well, here, but here's how like, i see we're back bombing people already here's how i see like, oh, my yeah. back my life and back and forth with the democrats and republicans okay mm -hmm. in the 80s we had reagan and they had the iran contra affair yeah. So it seems like the Republicans don't want a lot of war. They want homeland security so that yeah. they can do a lot of capitalism, right? Yeah. But only if they can profit off of someone they're not going to fight for a generation yeah. after they give them the weapons and they fight us with those same damn weapons. Yeah. You know, uh, that's their problem. They do that. Mm -hmm. But the Democrats want like almost an eternal slow roll war because they profit more off of the war and reconstruction. Yeah. So they need a wave of war to reconstruct. And that's their way. The neo neocons and neoliberals are effectively hand in hand to get together. Yeah. And they're yeah. both branches of these two political parties. And that's why I'm semi, I'm like a, a left libertarian. Yeah. Because it, it's it's, just, I don't like either one just, of them, really. It's like, you know, it's like for all the, you know, for all the 
bluster and idiocy of the Trump pre- presidency, and there was plenty of that, mostly on Twitter. But you know, yeah, um, I was like, yeah, he didn't actually start any wars. He, Just he, saying. No, he didn't. <laughs> he he uh, he he did his work here in the country, whatever that was, good or bad. Yeah. Uh, I always thought that when when they were running that election, mm-hmm. you know, they were they were they were doing the, the puppet show for us, mm-hmm. make it look like they were going to elect somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I I said, okay, if we end up with Hillary, we have we have something terrible in thirty years because yeah. she's gonna they hide that stuff. Oh no! And then they they push it down the road so it looks like they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then at least with uh, Trump, a bull in the China shop, we know what he's going to do and we can fix whatever breaks. Yeah. But now we have Biden, who's still that same regime yeah. as Hillary Clinton. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't know that that's going to be any good. Yeah. But uh, well, we'll just wait. and see. That's why I think we should just uh, start running our own kingdoms locally. <laughs> Everyone should have a kingdom. And then we all just share and act like I'm I'd be a subject to our neighbor. And they'd be a subject to us. Yeah. And we just handle one well, part well, of the government. Well, the thing that politicians, I, I, and I find this interesting, and I don't think politicians realize it, is right now, I mean, they are listening to the millennials and they are listening to the boomers, but the post-millennials are paying attention. They're sitting and watching. Because they don't, they don't uh, they, respect politics. They, they, bro- they, they broke don't. on politics. And it, it's because of all the infighting and all the nastiness. But. This and also means, like it, but it means I have hope for the future. I do too. Yeah. But I do think that there is a next phase after these kids, when they have kids, if they ever do, because I mean, they will, but I mean, like if, if it isn't a huge population of kids, mm-hmm. they may not be the political power. Right. But if they end up with a political power kid, a group of kids, those kids could then get back into politics and then they could be the, the, the actual elder statesmen and women that, that we used to have where people would work across the aisle to to not compromise, but find a good deal. It's like, yeah. you need your money on that side. We need our public works over here. So can we work it out that we get both? Yeah. Nowadays, it's like my bill or your bill. And here's yeah. your riders that make right. no sense to your bill. Yeah. And it's all combat. Yep. But in a generation, we might see a change because a lot of these kids want to want to go change it. Yeah. I mean, they, but we I need mean, to have like, kids. It, it's it's kind of like you care about politics. They, to they, do are, that. they are like kids growing up with divorced parents that fight all the time. Like latchkey kids. Yeah. I mean, the they, they are. They, they I think they have more in common with Gen X than gotcha. Than either the millennials or the. The boomers. Right. And that's why I think and, we get along with the, like your kids as friends. We, we can joke around. And, and when there's a party, we're, we're hanging out with Candace, but we walk through and like no one's having any trouble. It's not like. Like screw you, mom, or anything yeah. like that. You don't see that in this house, and and, and, and because and, they get along, and it's a very welcoming house. Too. Yeah, it's like we don't judge anybody. It's an odd or... generation uh, that that might get along better than yeah. than other ones because I, I get along with my son too. Yeah, uh, it's like yeah, I think yeah. it skips everything skips a generation and, and it rolls and back. I, 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 they, they give me hope. They really do. They do. I think they're the ones who are going to make this okay eventually. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're going to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully eternity, but, um, but at the same time, they're the ones with the energy to change stuff Yeah, where we, we will change it locally, but they have the energy to go up and become senators and stuff and maybe get it really different. Yeah. Um, and as long as they have the right motives, they'll be fine. Cause yeah. I think they do. They, they basically want to cut through the BS. Uh-huh. Um, they're getting sick. If, if you notice a culture, people, kids are getting sick of all this. Like everyone gets a trophy thing. Cause they're like, that's not real. I don't want that. I want something that's authentically me, and they're being more unique, like yeah. artists. They decide to do their own thing, uh-huh. and uh, and that's actually a really good thing for for uh, an independent country. Yeah. Rather than everyone follows the leader. Right. You know. Yeah. 
and you have to go to be a dentist you have to, or whatever the job is that that generation yeah. a lawyer a, a, they they do they do a little different it's yeah, cool. and 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 it, it is. It's it's they're, actually they're, really nice. To they see. have a little of that aimless Generation X thing, but at least they have Generation X parents mostly. Because yeah. millennials didn't really have a lot of kids. Yeah. So it works out. Yeah. So yeah. we we understand how to explain to them why we didn't give a shit <laughs> in the nineties and eighties. Well, you know, I remember thinking in high school, it's like Social Security is not going to be there for me. Why the fuck am I? I always gonna... thought they'd keep it going because, like, the money's from somewhere. They could just cut well, like a few tanks. You know, and save at, it. at some point, it's like you print all this money. At some point, it's bullshit. That's the part I was I was pissed off about was yeah. money and how fake it was. Yeah, and, that's and why I was messing like with those point, crypto it's, people. It's going to back in the early going to crash. I mean, it has to. There, there's it, it falls apart because we're going towards an inflationary economy right now. And inflation is bad for your investments. Yeah. Uh, no, for your savings, rather. For your savings, and it's really good for your investments because you can, you can make tons I, of actually, big money. Yeah. But nowadays, when it's going deflationary, your savings will be good as long as they're like stocks and IRAs and like yeah. futures for corn and stuff. The stable stuff will stay good, but then your, in, your speculative stuff falls apart. Right. And Bitcoin has doubled in like two months. Yeah. And it looks like it might go to 100 if this keeps up with the COVID. Yeah. Because we're, we're kind of in a slow roll crash. Yeah. As we speak. Mm -hmm. And we will have a fallout from this. You can't just keep this going and print money. Yeah. So. So we're going to get rid of all the bullshit money, apparently. And, and maybe and, we'll have good money like, after that. To me, that's, that's another reason to get as independent as we can. And uh, you know, people, people are always going to get married, you know. Yes, they will. That's one of those things. I mean, assuming. Yeah. I mean, zombies get married and stuff, but. Yeah. We never know. Like, maybe <laughs> zombies don't get married. Maybe that's the generation that doesn't get married. The generation zombies. Z. Gener they, that was in a movie. Z. There was a movie called Generation Z. <laughs> that would be the zombies. <laughs> but uh, we're 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 on we're on the road to something new, I think, because we've hit so many generations that are copies of each other. Yeah, you know, they just kind of slowly iterate. But there's no more iteration I can see historically. If you look at old history, um, we're almost past the fall of Rome. Yeah. In terms of a, a culture of decadence, we had that dec decadence was in the '80s, yeah. and then there was a little small flare-up, honestly, during the Trump administration because people were like, "We can make our money now." A little bit of decadence, um, but we're post-decadence. And what do we do when there's been no barbarians at the gate? Yeah, you know, I, I how know. do we how do we get that change in there? And I'm glad there's no barbarians, but maybe it's zombies. Yeah. We'll get those. <laughs> Solve everything. Ah. All right. Um, yeah. At least we're not drinking out of lead-lined cups. Yeah. Like they did in Rome. They drank pewter cup from pewter cups with lead in them because it made the wine sweet. Oh, isn't that good? No. We didn't do that, but we did sham wow. We uh, had a sham wow. We had the we had the floby. The Those Flo things could have fucked us up real bad. Uh, floby and the sham wow. Oh, uh, totally off topic, but uh, and bedazzler. Go ahead. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So earlier this week, I had to take Kyla to the dentist to get some cavities filled, and on the ride back. Um, I don't know how we got on this topic, but I, we got on the topic of how I get annoyed with um, uh, making up new words that that add, don't add meaning. Meaning? Yeah, neologisms. Such as ginormous. Oh no. There is, and I'm like, that was not a word when I was a kid. It was a word in the '70s when they had a lot of um, say hygiene issues down below. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's from the summer of love really messed up the 70s yeah well it, it was like it was either 
Yeah, <laughs> it's either enormous or gigantic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like it did not need to be added to the dictionary. It added no meaning to the word. The new well, word added no meaning. I, On the other hand, I have no problem with like the word hangry. That has. I, have, ex- I hate it. Well, but I, but it adds. It's new word that adds meaning from two different words. So I don't have so much of an issue with that. But I don't like merging words. Anyway, I, I'm with you, but I I don't like hangry. But uh, but we started off on that topic, and and first of all, she was like, "What ginormous wasn't a word when you were a kid?" And I'm like, "No, no, that was made up and added to the dictionary in like the '90s." And I'm like, "No, was that it was added not to the word. dictionary?" Yeah. Huh. Yeah. When I was no, a kid, like, they didn't have "ain't" in the dictionary, and then they put it back. They put it in, even though people see language is what people say truly. And that's why I don't get too pedantic about it. Mm-hmm. I was in the National Spelling Bee, yeah. and people are always like complaining about people spelling. And I'm like, yeah. people just spell stuff the way they feel like. But but I, on on top of this, I, uh, that conversation led to uh, you know I um uh, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about names that are of people that would never have been okay or, or aren't okay now, but were back then, and they were talking about. Um, this guy Army Hammer. Army think, Hammer. Yeah, that's his name. I've Army, heard his name. I think. Yeah. Well, isn't he, he like a, a neocon kind of guy? Well, no, no, no. He's no? he. I I think he's an actor or a director or something uh, like that. And apparently, he got in some trouble because he has he has some weird fetishes and things came out. Was and, it illegal or was it just weird? Oh, weird. Okay. Anyway, but I I don't want to really talk about him. Okay. But they were the the podcast was talking about well you know when I was a kid there was a famous football guy named Dick Butkus Dick Butkus and nobody made fun of him at the time there was also Dick Wolf yeah well and and she said wait Dick, Dick she goes Dick was his name and I'm like yeah so I started listing off all these famous dicks and she's just laughing hysterically uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like and I have an uncle Dick <laughs> I do yeah yeah Dick was not a good He's name 70. you don't see kids named Dick nowadays no you don't you don't <laughs> but she it, it, she, she the and word's I'm been like, claimed yeah, it's a it's a it's a, a nickname for Richard it and she's like Dick. it is trip and, and I'm like yeah and I'm like his Dick names are Vitale, stupid Dick Van, Van Dyke it was uh, a big name it was like yeah <laughs> Super macho generation came out of those. And names. you know, my seventeen-year-old is like her mind is blown because there were all these people that I can name named Dick. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I, I don't like I, and these yuppie names. Not yuppie. These upper crust names like Trip, Dick, you know, Bradley. Well, you don't meet anybody named Dick who's under seventy anymore. I mean, you just don't. Yeah, and the guy will say, "I'm like." Now, well, if they're named Richard, they go by Rick or Ricky or I'm Richard. D- I'm Dick Johansson. Yeah, like, yeah like, they don't. Nice they, to meet you. I'm Dick Johansson, seven year old guy. Yeah. Uh, okay then. Yeah, you know? but but it was just funny. Is uh, she it, that never? She just didn't know that was actually a name of wow. people. It's it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Um, uh, this is kind of out of nowhere now, but I mm-hmm. was thinking as we we took our quick break, um. Yeah the pendulum swing of history with mm-hmm. the Democrats to the Republicans and then like slightly yeah. in the middle. So like uh, one party will make a bunch of laws, the other party counteracts them. And then in the third uh, at regime, usually mm-hmm. the first one that started it will go and make some small corrections. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, it's, it's a, it's a Hegelian dialectic. Ah. Uh, and, and what it is, is it's, it's uh, you start with a thesis, like this is how life should be. And then someone goes, no, it shouldn't. 
And then the third group says, well, it's kind of in the middle. Yeah. And so it's, it's thesis. It'd be nice if we just went straight to the middle, wouldn't it? Right. Thesis, antithesis, and then synthesis. Mm. But now in this computer age, we might be able to go right to that middle and keep going straight. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm saying this generation that we have now after the millennials, post-millennial generation, is going to be very different from everything that came before, which yeah. is all pendulum swing. Yeah. Maybe we've entered a new part of the curve in, in, in like, uh, societal evolution. Well, I mean, uh, these kids are all, you know, they're getting <coughs> into their, their, their 20s now. They're graduating from high school. They're, they're, they, they do give me hope because they are respectful of people's differences, whatever they happen to be. But they're also very practical. They're not, they're not like precious about it, though. No. Like, uh, you hear these kids. Uh, we have uh, one of the kids comes over to hang out with Daniel mm -hmm. is a, a trans person yeah. who is a uh, person who's going to transition to male. Yes. And they joke around about all this stuff. They're not, they're not offended about like a joke. Yeah. As long as you're not being cruel to them about their thing and missing their name right, you know, messing up their name. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay to make a joke. And, Which is and good. He, it was interesting. Should be able to make not he, jokes about the, the the issue, yeah, but jokes about something that could could even cross the issue yeah. later. Uh, there was a the millennials were very sensitive about stuff like that. They're like, if you keep saying that's a slippery slope, you can't joke about this thing that's near the orbit of gender issues. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, well, and what was interesting uh, was that he had he had posted on Facebook um, earlier this week that apparently he actually got called transphobic. Who did? Ollie. Ollie got called transphobic. And we're all like, really? <laughs> Ollie's very well into that scene and, and, yeah. and, and also uh, fur fandom and stuff. Yeah. Like, it, she's, he, he yeah. is very much into uh, the culture. But then again, we're out of touch, I suppose, because we're not trans, I guess. Yeah. So but, someone but, got offended by, by something she, he said? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you get you gotta forgive the slips. It's like uh, this is something that happens almost uh, as yeah. a as a, a neurological trigger for me. I don't mean these things, but as soon as I say we're doing good, I start messing it up because well, I met this person as a as a female. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, it, I I make one opinion about someone and I'm done. It it, it takes uh, I'm it, bad at that. It takes practice. It it does. And, and, and I have like several all, trans we, friends. Yeah, we all we all slip up sometimes. We, but we, the, I, the only time I I it's like I have trouble is when well like. Um, it, and this is just me because of my own personal bias. It's like I don't like it when they use they. Right. I I did just now because I was starting to try to get away from the yeah. slip. Yeah. Um. It's and, like and it's hard to hard there, to see. There's a there, and and I I mean I have a he, come, he comes over here for his uh, testosterone shots every week. Oh you, yeah. You help him <laughs> get his shots. I I actually administer the shots. Yeah. So. <laughs> And, and the only reason I have an issue with they is because you are an individual. And right. they, to me, is plural. There are other languages and, that have, like, an, a, 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 a non-offensive way to say it. And I don't mean as a person. Yeah. But, but like, in Hebrew, you can say they and it at the same time. Uh-huh. And supposedly that's the way they talk about no. God. They say God is they okay. and it rather than he or she. Yeah. But they say, then they also, in, in, in Christianity, they say God the Father a lot yeah. more. But in, in Judaism, they say the divine force essentially as in one word that they use is, is corresponds yeah. if you translate it badly to it or they. Yeah. And it sounds so offensive in English. Well, and, and, and I a, mean, it's a honestly, third gender. I, honestly, I, 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 uh, uh, it's like, I would have less trouble with you saying they, than if, than, than Ollie oh. simply because you, you have had the, the DID in the, 
Right. And I have a plural they, plural they. Yeah, the plural they. But it's is because when I hear they, I think plural. Right. And I'm like, you are one I person. I do too. And, and, and I'm like, he I, or she, that I was I, also, I'm fine either way, but you know, I, I was schooled. Uh, yeah. one of my most formative English teachers was very strong about like ain't is not in the dictionary and, uh, very much an old fashioned kind of person. Yeah. And, and then you say always write he or she, and if you're going to write, she be consistent because it's rare at the right. time. And this right. is a woman telling me she's very, she was second wave feminist Yeah. and she was, she was not, you know, um, anti-woman or something. Uh-huh. But the rule was write he if you don't know, because that's mm-hmm. English, you know? That's mm-hmm. how English was in yeah. the formal pedantic way. I don't believe in pedantic English. I do not. But yeah. at the same time, I hate neologisms. I hate words that diminish things. Like when they say, like, um, they put a Y on the end of a word. Like, like if I'm called Scotty or something, I hate it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I hate words that are just um, when they shorten words, like um, fam. They say, hey, fam. Oh, uh, yeah. oh God, no. I oh. don't like that. When when I was in high school, um, Fonz, uh, Fonz, yes, Fonz. the Fonz, you dated the Fonz. What a guy! Well, I went to prom with him. I, we didn't really you went date. to the prom with the Fonz. Yeah, I got it in my house. Did he get but... the jukebox playing by itself, like with no money? No, no, he jump a shark. But he looked really great in his satin suit. So. Satin. Yeah. I thought he'd be wearing a leather jacket. Oh no, he had a satin suit for prom. Okay, he looked fantastic. All right. I wore but. a zoot suit. It's mine. <laughs> but uh, he he uh, grew actually it was one of his friends that grew up in Philadelphia, and they used to call he used to say my rays, as in the people that raise you. Oh no! My rays. Wow. Yeah. Not. Your oh parents, yeah. I also heard the rents. The rents. I don't like the rents either. It was raised. Well, that's more like 70s, people say. But raised, I mean, it could be an aunt. It could be a grandma. I think that's why they did it. I get it. Yeah, that yeah, happened during like last kid era. Yeah. When the parents would have their career or they just decided to ditch off to, yeah. you know, Sedona or something. Yeah. Um, so. everyone, it was a me generation in the 80s. They were mm-hmm. all about themselves and they didn't really want kids. They just ended up with them. Um, eh. But. Yeah, uh, so I found that one an interesting little lo- uh, local term because I never heard it from anywhere else. Well, I mean, mine mine would be my aunt and uncle. I was I was raised by my aunt and uncle, yeah. but I just say uh, my aunt and uncle. Yeah. Um, huh. Interesting, but I don't know. I guess if everyone was raised by their grandparents and their aunts and and stuff like that, and they're you know, yeah, uh, they would say so, they would come up with a terminology, yeah, locally, and then it would spread. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I am of the opinion that whatever people are using is in verbal speech is the language, yeah. and that you can't go and formalize it unofficially. Like in the background, someone's sitting in a room saying, "We should never say this. Put this in the dictionary. Don't put that in the dictionary." Can't get away with that nowadays with the internet, yeah. because everything gets out there and people just do what they do. Yeah, um, but I still don't like the word ginormous. I don't. I don't either. These <laughs> these are things that'll abrade us, even if like even if like fundamentally, it, it shouldn't. You know, yeah, no, it I'm shouldn't, like, but it bothers us. But I mean, yeah, that's like my mom like hated hated the word sucks. Mm. Oh, that sucks. She hated that. Oh, my grandmother thought the word fart was the worst word you could say. <laughs> she thought it was worse than the c word. Like you said, fart. She'd like run right at you with a broom. <laughs> she'd do like a a flip. <laughs> it was bad, and we used to kind of say the word fart like kind of halfway, like just walking through. <laughs> Fart. <laughs> and she started getting mad. 
<laughs> so like we're you know sometimes she didn't hear you and you were lucky but you kept trying oh that's awesome and then, yeah and we'd be going out to the beach like the not the beach the pool and you you just start something and yeah. leave <laughs> yeah. chris my brother would do that more than anybody i can totally because mark did it a few totally times believe that mark did it effectively yes. he was funny with it uh-huh. and then chris just wanted to do it yeah, well i can see chris Chris, like, driving the joke into the ground. Absolutely. That's and, him. That's his whole job in life. Yeah. He doesn't come up with a joke, but he will run it down. <laughs> and he'll be funny in, like, the middle when we're all making the joke, and then he keeps doing it. Yeah, and you're like, okay. It's He's like, remember that when we were, like, 30 years ago when we said that? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> it's over. Bad. Anyway. My brother's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. He'll be all right sometime. Maybe. Eventually. Maybe. Yeah. So well, the heat death of the universe to look forward to. He'll get oh there. Oh, boy. He'll get there. After this apocalypse, we're just slow rolling towards, uh, what is it? What is it? Skynet. Skynet, yes. We got to get Skynet in board, <laughs> and then we're all set, and then we can just relax and never yeah. have to worry about civilization again. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'll be fine, because by standards, the standards will fall, and he'll be cool. Yes. Yeah. He'd be cool in, a, in like, a, a zombie apocalypse or a, a robot rebellion. Uh, he'd probably be a decent dude by then. Or, or or at least good cannon fodder. Yeah, I'd hope not. He'd be the guy <laughs> in the show that, like, you know why he's messed up, but, like, he was messed up before the war, you know? Anyway, whatever. Game over, man. Game over, man. Yeah. Is that game over for the show? I think so. <laughs> All right. That's All a right. long one yeah. for, for our new season. Oh, thank but thank you for listening. I hope you found this entertaining. Not yeah. terribly informative, but that's okay. Nah. 